Welcome to In Clear Terms with AARP California. Conversations on issues impacting Californians of all ages. Here's your host, Theon Gordon. Welcome to In Clear Terms with AARP California. Join us as we dive into issues and policies that impact Californians of all ages, particularly older adults and learn how you can connect with AARP to make our state more livable for all. I am an AARP volunteer and your host, Dr. Theon Gordon. Today, we are joined by Executive Director of Meals on Wheels California, Daryl Twerdall, to discuss food insecurity, particularly amongst older adults and the potential solutions. Daryl, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. We are happy to have you, Daryl. And before we dive in further, can you share a bit more about yourself and your work with Meals on Wheels? Yes, I have been involved with Meals on Wheels for well over 33 years. It might even be 35 now. I got involved because I had a grandfather that I was madly crazy for who was hungry and he just couldn't cook or shop for himself any longer. And when I saw what that did to him, I was so moved by it. And actually, that was in the early 90s. I didn't know about Meals on Wheels. And I was so surprised when lightning struck. And magically, I found out about Meals on Wheels here in California. And I went down and volunteered for the program here at St. Vincent in Los Angeles, and it just was a take. It was kind of love at first sight, and started as a volunteer, then was asked to help with a little bit of fundraising, which I said I would do for six months, which turned into 30 years. And when our founder and executive director passed away, I took over the interim executive director position until a new executive director could be found. And then in in 2019, I retired and had been very involved with our Meals on Wheels State Association as president and and one of the founding members. So I was asked at that time to come on board to Meals on Wheels California and be its first executive director. So I took a three-month break, and here I have been ever since. Well, we are so happy that you're here. Yeah, thank you. I'm obviously very passionate about the work. (laughs) It sounds like it. I was going to say, you were saying the work is amazing. And and I have to tell you, I I have friends and family members that have experienced Meals on Wheels and the work you do absolutely is amazing. I love that your story is started through the story of a connection with a loved one or someone that you were looking at and caring for. And today we are going to talk a little bit about that. We've been doing a lot of sessions and podcasts on Speaking about how do you care for people that are 50 plus, and today we're here to talk about food insecurity in California and some of the potential solutions, which includes the work of Meals on Wheels. So in clear terms, can you define what food insecurity really is? Food insecurity is defined as lack of access to appropriate food sources. Now, the lack of access can be due to poverty. It can be due to inability to walk or to get out of the house. can be caused by many different things, but at the end of the day, it means the same thing. You're hungry. 
Okay, lack of access and and that you're hungry. What does the data show when it comes to food insecurity or those who lack this access to food for Californians age 50 plus? Yes, so in California, we have a very high rate of senior food insecurity. It's at about 10 to 12%. It's a little bit hard to pin the number because as we found during the pandemic, we thought we knew that there were more seniors who were hungry and the pandemic really helped us rip the Band-Aid off and see how many are. So the latest data is a couple years old. It takes that long to get it out into the, uh, into the world, but it's somewhere between 10 and 12% in older adults. Wow. Now, the pandemic was one thing that might limit access, but why is access to food an issue? could be because in the community there's not a resource. It could be due to poverty. It could even be due to zip code. We know now that zip code, race, ethnicity, all are determinants of access to healthy food. So it could be many different things, but in California we find a lot of insecurity among single older adults have the highest rate of food insecurity in the state. But if we look at what's happening from a geo perspective, we can actually tell by zip code where we're going to find additional food insecurity. We can look at who's receiving SNAP benefits, for instance, who isn't where the closest Meals on Wheels or other community-based program is. So we can really understand it much better. We know that we have not done a good job as a state in accessing people who don't have the same flavor palette, perhaps, as you and I do. And that's another thing that is very, very important. And when we talk about food access, we talk about equity and we talk about ethnicity. And why would we send someone a meal that they aren't going to eat? So they could be food insecure, but not have the right food. Well, I know that the food insecurity, now that you've shared with us, food insecurity being such a big issue, especially in the 50 plus population, but what's being done to address this food insecurity among older adults? California now has a master plan on aging. And in that master plan, attention is drawn to food access that is equitable and fits a diverse population. So that, just by calling that out in the master plan, we now look at the kinds of meals we're offering, the kinds of services we're providing. And at Meals on Wheels California, one of our largest initiatives has been to develop menus and recipes and the scaling for those recipes that are more culturally appropriate and sensitive so that all of our members have access to that and can better reach communities that weren't being served before. When I was at St. Vincent, one of the problems that we faced was we had community, an Asian community, Koreans specifically, that needed food. They were definitely food insecure but they didn't really want the food we were preparing. It did not fit their palate at all. And it was a difficult thing to deal with because everybody has to meet 
particular nutritional guidelines, et cetera, and not all programs have the ability to flex to different kinds of meals. So we see it played out in very different ways. But as I say, Meals and Wheels California is developing all of these menus and recipes so that we can help all the programs provide what is needed. So that's one way. The other, of course, is advocacy, really helping people understand what food insecurity is and what it might feel like to miss a meal. I don't know about you, but I miss a lot of things, but a meal is not one of them. I might miss it at an appointment, but not a meal. And that is a, really a story of compassion and need. And last week, we were able to share that with some of our legislators to just understand what it means on the personal level, right? What it means to see a parent hungry or know that your aunt that you don't live near can't get food. But on the reality of the situation, and we understand that we have a budget deficit in California, we know that that is going to mean some hard cuts in budget items. But if you compare the cost to serve a senior who's homebound an appropriate meal for a year versus a day in the hospital, there is no comparison. We are much better off societally to furnish that nutritional component. The, the lack of access to food and the food insecurity and malnutrition are the starting points for many other complicated and often devastating side effects, diabetes, heart failure, most of all, depression. Depression in older adults has tripled. The highest number of people who commit suicide in California now are older adults. That tells you that we're doing something wrong. Yeah. Well, I, I tell you, this information is so helpful and it helps to clarify things when we talk about equity and when we talk about access. Tell us a little bit more about how Meals on Wheels is helping Californians to access food. Tell us a little more about your process and what you do. We have about 55 member programs in our state association, and we're growing that rapidly. And our plan and our goal is to have a network that's so strong throughout the state that no matter where somebody is, they can get access to a meal. And the way we're doing that is very realistic. We're working with the larger programs that have more capacity to help the smaller programs in their geographic area. So for instance, in, in Los Angeles, if there's one larger program that's able to produce all the meal types that need to be produced, including medically tailored, but there's a small program that can't, then the larger program can help them by either preparing the meals or teaching them how to prepare the meals. It's almost like a mentorship. <clears throat> and then where that's not possible, we're setting up regional hubs where meals can be prepared and then shipped to other smaller programs. Then we're also working with other food providers. We know that one size does not fit all, and there are many different kinds of needs. Some 
people may just need a food box or they may need a grocery box from the food bank delivered once a week. Some people may need meals on wheels when they are discharged from hospital. And some people may need a true food is medicine meal where a social worker goes with it. But in all those instances, what we like to say at Meals on Wheels is we're more than a meal. We provide the social connection on a consistent basis. And we know that we are the trusted partner in the community. We know who our seniors are that we serve. And we know when they're sick. If you see someone every day, you can tell if they're not doing well. And if you go to someone's house and suddenly they're just on the sofa and they can't open the door, or you see that, that suddenly things are a little messy, we're able to be that boots on the ground first responder to those kinds of needs. We report those back and then we can refer services to help the seniors. But it's that isolation piece. And we sometimes say that if you ask a senior if they'd rather have a meal or a visit, they will take the visit. People are very, very lonely and it's heartbreaking, just heartbreaking. Yeah, well, thank you for sharing that. We had an episode on solo aging and there's so many opportunities for people to get out and do things, but there are also instances in which people cannot get out. And I love this idea that you have a social worker coming along with it for this food as medicine, food as medicine. Because companionship as medicine is is another part of that. So having someone actually delivering something to you, I think it's so important for people to know that they're not forgotten and uh, don't have to be isolated in that type of way with services such as this. Well, Meals and Wheels is such a basic service in so many ways, but there are so many things that we do we don't even talk about. You ask a senior, you know, they don't want their delivery person to change. They have a relationship with the person who brings their meal. And they ask for Johnny. The Where's Johnny? I want Johnny to bring my meal. So they start associating companionship with nutrition. And by emphasizing that companionship, even if we're there only three to five minutes, it still makes a difference. Absolutely. Absolutely. How do people connect with Meals on Wheels? Would they just reach out to their local Meals on Wheels, look it up or something like that? The main ways are either on discharge from hospital, a social worker will connect them, or a family member, or maybe a neighbor who's getting a meal sees that her next door neighbor isn't getting one and wonders why because she knows she can't get out. So, and sometimes it's just people see one of the vans. And I actually have, my pen is the National Meals on Wheels logo. And sometimes people see this on a van and they go, oh, Meals on Wheels, I wonder if they could serve me. I get the emails from people on our website asking for meal delivery. And it's usually a family member asking for an older adult in the family. And you really can just search it by zip code. On our Meals on Wheels site, which is, mowca.org, there's a big button that says find meals, and you just put in your zip code and you can do that. Likewise, on the Meals on Wheels America site, there is a find meals button, and you put again, you put in your zip code and it tells you the programs nearest to that person. So, those are the main ways. 
That's great. M-O-W-C-A dot org. So mealsonwheels.org. That's fantastic. So now, are there ways that folks or our listeners or anyone can support Meals on Wheels work? Absolutely. I think everybody knows that donations are always appreciated. But since the pandemic, volunteers haven't come back into the force as much as we'd like for them to in all programs. And I just at conference, I heard a lot of people talking about they need more volunteers. So San Diego, for instance, has a robust senior volunteer program. So seniors volunteering to help seniors. And I was just with them in Sacramento. And these people were amazing, telling their stories of the seniors they're able to work with. And one of the volunteers is a lady who was a pilot. She doesn't fly anymore. And she's an opera singer. One was a retired head trauma major in the Navy. People of all sorts volunteer. And what's so nice about it is the volunteers make their own community. They get to be friends, too, and they get to empower the seniors they're serving with a little bit more love and a little bit more care, et cetera. Very, very nice. So volunteering is a great way to support, just like with AARP, volunteer, volunteer. That also is a great way to assure you're not isolated when you're getting involved with organizations such as this. Yes. A friend of mine who used to volunteer said, I'm not helping them. They're helping me. Yes. There are studies that show that when you're giving up your time and and giving and how it uh, actually is good for you. It's good for your health. So beyond Meals on Wheels, what other resources are available for Californians who might be facing food insecurity and how can they access some of these resources? The food banks are a good resource. The department of local departments of aging can be a good resource. In Los Angeles, we have an excellent department of aging and they have a dedicated line. They can help with that. And then if a person needs more intervention, then a social worker needs to get involved in that. And if people are going to senior centers, congregate dining centers, there's usually someone there that can help connect them. But we're lucky in California to have a Department of Aging that is robust and that cares about our seniors and is trying really to make sure seniors are being fed and cared for and looked after in, even in disaster and emergency situations. So going on the California Department of Aging can be a good resource as well. California Department of Aging. Yes, we do have a, a lot of resources. Many times there's so many resources that we just need to know, how do I directly get to something clearly? <laughs> so that is a good reference to look at. Of course, AARP has all of these connections and resources listed as well. Do you know, or can you share with us, how our local, state, and federal governments take action to address food insecurity. It is a complicated system that is quite decrepit, <laughs> and it's old, like many of the programs that were initially made to help in security with food. It's not as simple as it used to be. The Older Americans Act was signed in 1980. 85, I believe. And that provides money for what are called area 
agencies on aging are triple A's. Triple A's are the county programs that contract with meal providers to provide the meal. So you have money coming from the federal government, then the state and local governments sometimes put money in the pot, and then individual programs fundraise for the difference. So it it takes a while for that money to get into the street, as we say, and it's a sometimes complicated system. Contracts have to be signed, all sorts of things. And part of what the uh, Department of Aging is doing here in California is trying to aggregate all the information and make it simpler. And Meals on Wheels California has been advocating for some of those uh, simplifications. We're partnered with Cal Nonprofits in talking about that and how the contracting piece itself takes so much time and energy that is distracting from the work we do. So that is in process. Private fundraising is always necessary. The reimbursement rate, if there is reimbursement from a government entity, is lower than the cost of a meal, and it can be significantly lower. Many of the meals that are being delivered, particularly if it is a medically tailored meal or medically appropriate meal, is around 12 or $13. The reimbursement rate can be as low as $6. So looking at that through the lens of the state and having to make choices about things that are funded and not funded. The problem in California and other states is that people are not having babies. The immigration has slowed. We don't have a robust population growth for the first time in history in California. And we're going to have, by 2030, we're going to have 30% of the population in California is going to be over the age of 60. And if you look at that over the age of 55, it's probably going to be up around 30, 36%. So we have so many seniors coming in to the place where they're going to need services. And on top of that, we're all living longer. 81.7 is the average life age in California now. So people are living longer. They're still retiring at the same age. They're going to need services for longer. Their money's going to run out. It's very expensive to live in California. Something interesting I found out at conference that I'd never thought about is we track, of course, where the seniors are, but sometimes we lose track of them. And I couldn't figure out why that happens. Seniors have to move into different places in the state where food may be less expensive and the cost of living may be less. So maybe someone is moving from Sacramento to Tulare, but they don't let us know. So we can't track that person. We don't know what they need if they don't tell us. So senior mobility, these people may be living in a mobile home or they may be having to go live with friends. So if you look at it and you say it's, it's sort of broken on every front, and we like to believe in California that we're at the cutting edge of doing everything. So 
Meals on Wheels California is out there swinging axes and saying, help us, help us. So, and the state is, is responding. Well, that's good that the state is responding because there are uh, laws on the books that are just old and antiquated and they just take a while to get to. There's actually a law on the books that a woman cannot wear a house coat outside. They could be arrested. And so that's actually still a law on the books. You're kidding. And oh, my goodness. No kidding. I, I read that. Some funny laws that are on the books that just haven't been taken off. And thinking of that and how it impacts our seniors, our 50 plus community, we have to address these things and we have to address them soon. I'm so happy to hear about the work of Meals on Wheels doing advocacy, trying to work with our state, city and county governments to make sure that the work is being done on food insecurity. Are there any ways that our listeners can help advocate for access of quality food for everybody? I think awareness is the biggest issue. When we were in Sacramento, there's a large group of new legislators and they've not been exposed to this necessarily if they come from an area that doesn't face much food insecurity. It's very different in California. One county may have 16% food insecurity where one may have 11. So education is really important and getting away from the idea that if you are elderly or over 50 or 55 and you need assistance, there's something wrong with you. Getting away from that judgment of you didn't save enough money, you didn't do this, you didn't do that. We have, as a country, societally failed people. That's just the truth. And we have to all be aware of that. And looking at it through the lens of compassion for people who are hungry, the largest growing segment of the population becoming homeless are seniors. The seniors are making choices. Do they want to eat? Do they want to take their medication? Do they want to have a roof over their heads? And sometimes the roof over their head is the last thing to be chosen. So I think looking at it from a different perspective is really what we all have to do. And then following our hearts and our heads and saying, okay, if it doesn't touch me and I'm not passionate about it, that's one thing. But if you're telling me this is going to cost our state billions of dollars if we don't address this, that's in another thing, right? That's a fiscal problem. So I think any way you look at it, education of the problem is a really great way to address it. Absolutely. And I really appreciate that Meals on Wheels is not just providing meals, but also doing this very important work. On our website, there's a lot of information about what food insecurity is, what we're trying to do to help it alleviate it, laws that we we're, we're hope will be passed to make things easier for our seniors. So we have a, a wealth of information there. That's fantastic. Daryl, I just want to thank you so much for joining us today on In Clear Terms and helping to make this information around access to food and food insecurity to help make it very clear in some of the things that we can do and how we can advocate. Do you have any last comments before we conclude the interview? I just want to thank you, Dr. Gordon, for taking the time to talk with me about this because it's such an important issue 
And there's never going to be anyone that won't be touched, either themselves or in their family or their neighbor by food insecurity. But I really believe that by shining a light on it and talking about it, we can fix this. So thank you for helping do that. You are so welcome and thank you. Thank you for joining us on In Clear Terms with AARP California. This was an incredibly informative conversation. Again, we have had the pleasure of speaking with Daryl Twerdall, Executive Director of Meals on Wheels California. In future episodes, we look forward to hosting experts who can shed light on critical issues in our state, how AARP California is working to ensure the voice of those ages 50 plus is heard, and how you, our listeners, can learn more and act on these important decisions. Thank you for listening to In Clear Terms.